Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, all you Googlers and users and everyone else on the spectrum of Google land. Um, wanted to make sure uh, we catch up with our, our, our local guides and our, and our users and our Googlers and, and make sure that we uh, got caught up um, on some things uh, that are going on out there in the world. I'm going on out in uh, uh, Google Tech and, and tech in general, um, and also uh, a story um, about a restaurant I visited um, and reviewed um, here in the world uh, that I think is important to you guys to hear. Uh, it's also uh, pretty funny, I think. It's, it's, it's one of those stories. Um, I think I gave you guys a teaser about a casino grilled cheese sandwich uh, that I had. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit later here in the podcast. Uh, now, so let's 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 dive in. Let's dive in. Let's dive back in. Um, we already did a podcast about the World War, uh, talking about Ukraine and talking about uh, what's going on with that situation and, and how it was unfolding a year after, a year later, and still going uh, with with no no end in sight, which is um, not what Russia uh, had planned. Right? They were planning a Crimea 2.0. Right? A Crimea 2.0. In out, little green men. And done, said and done. Well, that hadn't happened because Zelensky uh, is not having it, right? And, and when you have a powerful president who who is walking around on, on the front lines, dodging bullets, th- that keeps your people going. I tell you what, if I saw my general, or my or my president out there with me side by side with a, with a bulletproof vest on, I'm gonna fight double hard. I'm gonna fight triple hard. Hell, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry two guns. I'm gonna Rambo it. Because that, that means that uh, this guy is not just pushing buttons, pulling strings, and giving orders. That is more powerful than anything. I haven't seen Putin over there on the front lines, walking across uh, next tanks. I haven't seen Putin checking in from uh, the war room. A uh, little concerned about that. Um, if I were losing, I, I would be walking next to a tank for some publicity or something. Uh, make it look like I was winning. Uh, that's what I would do if I were me. And I am me, but Putin is Putin. Colonel, Colonel Putin, that's, that's, that's who he is, KGB Colonel Putin. You know, they, 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 they hide until they need to be seen sort of a thing. And, and, you know, smart, 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 smart. But guess what? You cannot live your past, my brother. Uh, you cannot live your past. And the thing of it is, is this. Uh, when you wage a war, and you wage a war that is unbecoming and unfitting, in the both behavior and of and and unfitting of your country's uh, sovereignty, uh, why are you doing it? And when you start to lose, everyone else starts to ask, "Why are we still fighting this war? It should be over." Because that's that's what the promise was. The promise was that it would be quick, fast, and we would move in and we would just take over installations and we would just hold the country until they paid us back that five dollars that I mentioned that Putin uh, that Zelensky owes Putin. Um, and by five dollars, I mean five trillion, gazillion, bazillion dollars, because obviously that that territory uh, was held by Russia years and years and years and years ago. It, it, you know, it it was a part of it. You know, and and Ukraine broke away, and and and, and they were able to do their own thing. You know, Czechoslovakia, uh, that type of thing. Um, now, uh. I was watching a special uh, online and it talked about, you know, basically the, the, the lead up to 
uh, this, 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 this conflict, right? And it gave the, his, the historical, uh, the historical rundown of Putin and his three years plus, you know, in, in power. Now, when you watch this video, when you watch this special, you can just, you can just Google it, you know, Google it, you know, Putin, Putin's rise to power, it'll, it'll come up, okay? It'll come up. And when you Google that and you watch this and you see all of the presidents that this guy has gone through, you know, U.S., you know, we, we were four years and out. If you're lucky, eight. Or I should say if you're unlucky because I, that, the second four years is when you go gray and you look like you're dying. Um, but the first four years is cool because you're the coolest guy on the block, right? And you're making friends and you're you know, having the time of your life and in the next four years you have to actually do some work. Now, I mean, it's also tiring being the number one target uh, on the world. Um, that's very tiring. That's very stressful uh, because everyone's trying to kill you um, at every turn, um, whether we, whether you think so or not. But it's true. It's a fact. There are psychos out there every single day who want to kill the United States president, period. And that's why you can't touch the guy without permission or you'll get your fingers broken. Okay? Now, Putin, back to Putin. Putin's rise to power is so important to understand and it's so important to, to get uh, a look and a glimpse at because his face, his facial expression, this is all I'm going to talk about. The man's facial expression is the exact same over 30-odd years. Do you know what that means? That means that this guy has a master plan that is so large that even he can't tell himself to plan. And that's what the KGB does. The KGB doesn't know nothing until the KGB needs to know something. And so he doesn't even tell himself what the master plan is. Meaning this. It's all laid out. Piece by piece. Puzzle by puzzle. Country by country. Republic by republic. Until he is satisfied that he's restored the sovereign nation of the Soviet Union. And if you don't see it, you're blind. The Soviet Union has been hurt and injured and marred and scarred. And, and, and they've been bowing back and trying to get the space before everybody else and, 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 and playing nice with the, with the Soviet space, you know, the, the, the space station. They don't want anybody on their space station. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They don't want anybody docking up there. They really don't. If they had it their way, the International Space Station would be theirs. And, and who knows? Maybe that's another target of his. Maybe he wants to take it over, too. And what are we going to do? Because if he gets there first, guess what? Knock, knock, knock. Yes, hello, who is it? It's the U.S. No, it's not. Ooh, you guys have to turn around, go back. Hope you're on the fuel. Good luck. And you're not going to make it. Because you've got to refuel at the station. So you turn around, head back to, to loop around the moon so you can swing back to Florida, and you're not going to freaking make it. And that will be our fault. I'm telling you. I'm telling you now. This guy's his eyes. You look in his eyes, he's dead. His soul is dead. His heart is dead. His mind is, is so vibrant with death and destruction and, and, and chaos that he doesn't even have expression in 30-odd years of being in power. His Russian is perfect. His dialect is impervious to any mistakes on purpose on purpose because when you translate his speeches there are no there are no misconstrued sentences 
or errors corrected later by the Associated Press. It's correct the first time. And that's scary. That's scary. Because it's translated. It's translated in a five-second delay. Instantly. Even the translators don't want to come up missing. That's how powerful he is. But guess what? We had Bush. We had Clinton. We had Bush, too. We had uh, 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 all these presidents who can care less about the guy. Which also is the reason why he's so angry. He's been cared less about for so many years that to the start of this thing, the start of this thing, he's going to push the button. And we're all going to suffer for it. And that's the scary part. I don't want to scare anybody, but I'm telling you, he's going to push the button, and they're going to start flying. They're going to start flying all over the place, short range. No, he's not going to send nothing here. He can't. He can't, because it'll be all over. But he's going to send some short range stuff, and he's going to he's going to be real irritated. And this World War Three is going to set off, and all of our allies, and we're already doing it. Germany's in the fight. Germany's sending sending tanks and sending armaments, uh, trillions of dollars from the U.S. The new another one. We're just writing checks, sending tanks, writing checks, sending tanks, sending training people. You know, there was an interesting um, uh, 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 note on, on the news where they said, and you, you have to listen closely when you're watching this stuff. They said there's armaments being sent over that is mostly, mostly manned by Ukrainians. I'm going to say it one more time mostly manned by Ukrainians. That means the number one user of that particular piece of equipment is shooting every damn thing they can in sight. Period. The Ukrainians are on the front lines with their machine guns and their tactics and other countries are armaments, are using their own armaments and bombardments and they are tearing shit up and that's why the front lines are being held so tightly. Because the Ukrainians do not know how to operate our equipment. They have to be trained. It takes three to five months to train someone how to drive a tank from another country. Period. It takes two to six weeks to train on bombardments, mortars, large equipment, communications. You think, you think the communications that Elon Musk uh, snuck in overnight, uh, probably on one of his beautiful rockets, Right? Snuck that in over there. They had to be trained on this equipment. So who do you think trained those guys how to use Elon Musk's uh, satellite equipment? It certainly wasn't the Ukrainians. We've got more spies in the Ukraine than you can count. More than you can count. Because we have to have eyes on the prize. Because this thing is bigger than what everyone is making out to be. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, everyone needs to keep their ears and eyes on the news, reputable sources, and you need to make sure that you are making this, this, this decision for yourself on who is the bad guy. Because pretty soon, the bad guy right now won't be the bad guy. I promise you, it's going to turn. It's going to turn, it's going to have to turn, and we're going to have to be the bad guy. Because when the bad guy is stubborn and doesn't go away, that's when you put one to the head and the bad guy goes away. I promise you. I promise you. This is why I, when Zelensky's flying around up there willy-nilly, he's flying to every country shaking hands, it scares the shit out of me. 
because he's just putting targets on these countries, targets on this country, target on that country. Every place he goes is a, is a target. Sit tight, Zelensky. You're safe. Your family's safe. Everybody's safe. Sit tight. Shoot some videos. Go on YouTube. Stop flying around. You're not safe. It's a fact. You're open. You're opening yourself up to stupidity. And it scares the heck out of me. Because you're a good guy. You're a good guy. You're smart. You're succinct. You know what you're doing. You're holding your front lines of your country and, you, and your country may love you for it. But what happens on, on, a, on an accident, on a helicopter accident? You can't even explain it. Now what? You just lost your country's vote. You just you killed their dreams and yourself. Stop flying around. My suggestion, just my suggestion. Now, you got to move around. Of course, I understand the tactics. You got to move around. You got to, you know, make them think you're in one place or another. So, you know, break their consistent, you know, bombardment of you. I get it. But let's not let this thing turn into something other than what it needs to be. Okay? That's all I got to say. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying, World War Three is right around the corner. China, Russia... Germany's in the fight. Then we got all of our allies, the G8, who's upset. And we're, all we're doing is watching and sending checks. And when we get tired of sending checks, we're going to start sending troops. And when we send troops, a lot of people die real quick. Really quick. Because the U.S. and Canada and the U.K. do not play at all. They go in in the cover of darkness. They kill everybody like nothing happened. In the morning, they, they start the war. But everybody's already dead. That's some scary stuff. Oh, yeah, by the way, we started a war overnight. We kidnapped, killed, you know, blah, 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 blah. That's what they do. That's how they do it. They, 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 they touched our spy plane. <laughs> that was a mistake. They touched our drone, tried to, kill, tried to put the drone down. We had to put our own drone down. Now, I saw in another uh, uh, outlet where they said, the Russians downed our plane, our, our drone. That's not true. We set the damn thing down. We said, okay, we have enough information. Let's set this thing down in an unrecoverable area, the Black Sea. You cannot recover from the Black Sea. It's too cold. There's too many sharks. It's too dark. There's too many mountains and ranges underneath in that seabed. The debris is not worth picking up because it's spread out. There's so many different things that you have to know about the Black Sea that if you don't know about the Black Sea, you don't understand why we don't care about that drone at this current time. Otherwise, a drone would be back in the United States yesterday. Period. We go to the bottom of every ocean, any ocean, and we recover whatever the Hell, we want to. When we're ready. But we didn't pick it up out of the Black Sea, now did we? No, we didn't. No, we did not. And we have full rights to do it. Internationally legal. Still haven't picked it up. wonder why. Okay, I'm just telling you. Our toys are meant to be destructible. Our toys are meant to not return. Because we don't need it back, per se. We have redundancy. The guy sitting there driving the drone is the same as the guy as a drone. He's getting the information at the same time. Like a video game. 
don't need the damn thing. Hell, if it had something trucked on it, which it does, if it had something trucked on it, it would have blew itself up. But you don't want to go blowing up a trillion dollar piece of equipment now, do you? No, you do not. And that's why they didn't blow it up. Let it crash. Recover it. Rebuild it. That's crazy. I'm telling you. You know, my brother's in the Army. I want him going over there. He's already done his tours. Iraq, Afghanistan. Come on. Come on. It needs to stop. But there's going to be a vote pretty soon. I'm telling you, that vote's coming up. That vote is coming. It's going to be a hard line vote. And everybody's going to have to vote on whether or not we're going in. And that's going to be a sad day. Uh, because that's the day the face of the world is going to change. Because the Republic, uh, Soviet Republic and the Republic of China... Um, China is gonna is gonna balk, and, and all these other play places are trying to take over other countries. They're all gonna you know have to pick a side. And I'm telling you, that first bomb might might be a mistake on either side. Scares the heck out of me. I tell you what, scares the heck out of me. All right, all right. So we 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 we're not for that topic. Enough with the Colonel Putin um, and and his antics. Um, you know, let, let, let's talk about something that's kind of cool. Let's talk about something that's kind of cool. Google tech. Google tech. Tech. The tech industry is booming right now. It's booming. It's making almost like a weird bounce back um, with this AI and VR, right? And so we talk about uh, artificial intelligence. And we talk about virtual reality. And where is it in its current um, birthing stage? Um, and we talk about um, what is it going to do for us? Or what is it going to do to us? Because we have Siri and Alexa, and we have, you know, hey, hey Siri, look this up. You know, she's a bot, essentially, right? A smart bot. You know, Siri's a, re a retriever, right? Because there's something she can't do. And, and, and that's the limitation that AI is, is battling. Because AI says, hey, this particular artificial intelligence not only can retrieve search, it will also learn, it will learn what you searched it will be able to understand what you searched, regurgitate that information, and have it saved in its memory banks as to what it was and its understanding of what you were searching for. So if you search, say something like war tactics, uh, uh, guerrilla guerrilla warfare, that particular AI is going to understand how to do guerrilla warfare, how to send troops in, it's going to understand the tactics, it's going to send the movements, it's going to understand all those things to almost to the point where if you sent that robot in and gave it a gun, it would mock and mimic what it learned, what you told it to learn. Think about that. You tell an AI bot to make some eggs, it goes to the kitchen and makes you some eggs perfectly. And every time you ask it to make some eggs, those eggs are going to be the same. That's very scary. Now, it's also pretty damn cool. Because now, we can have all of our archives, all of our information, all of our uh, um, uh, books and, 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 and periodicals. We can have all these things saved and learned by AI. So now the fear of losing technology, the fear of the internet being shut down, the fear of uh, books being burned, per se, um, 
Well, well, it's impossible to happen because you can just have your AI right there and say, hey, hey, Tedbot, <laughs> can I look up uh, periodical 1-3-4-9 Putin and it'll come up, you know, Putin's, Putin's 12th year in, in power. This is what he did. That's how deep AI can go. That's how deep AI can go. And AI, AI, uh, when it comes to uh, different manufacturers and different different users of AI can do different things. And so you have manufacturers uh, and, and, and different coders and things of AI um, in in the in the realm of AI. They will tell it and enhance it to do and to be more uh, 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 user friendly uh, per their need. You know, it's almost like having uh, 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 cars built. So we uh, today we have AI that, that builds our cars. So robots build our cars. It's a fact. Okay, and humans do some cross-checking. They, they may add a, 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 a widget here or there, but for the most part, the majority of a vehicle is built by robots. Okay, you almost don't need a human, uh, except in quality control um, and, and things where, where the computer may have a glitch or something. We have to recode or recalibrate or, you know, something like that. But for the most part, the robotics builds our cars today. That's why they're so perfect. Okay, that's why they're so perfect. That's why you have parts that fit uh, one car, they fit the other next car, they fit the next car perfectly without without fail. Okay? Otherwise, if humans did it, you'd have all types of errors, you'd have uh, drilling hole errors, you'd have all types of things that are so minute that it, it wouldn't work. You couldn't have spare parts housed all over the world for a Mazda um, and, and purchase the, the spare part wherever it is it is in the world and have it be the exact same identical part. That's, 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 that's AI, right? And the same thing with computers. Same thing with computers. You have Chromebooks. You have Windows. You have Macs. You have all these different things. Now, now, if you added AI to the computers we have now, or smarter tech, the microchip, if you will, um, the computer will be intuitive. You sit down. Good morning, Ted. What would you like to read? It's already going to have what you want up because it knows your habits. It knows your behaviors. It knows everything about you. You know, here's Reuters. Here's Reuters, page five. Give you the, t- the exact topic you want to read about. But it's going to go deeper into your psyche. It, 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 it wants to understand you. That's how deep AI goes. Um, the virtual reality, the same way. Virtual reality, you talk about a whole different realm. That is also coming up huge. And, and I think VR, um, you know, and, and, and people laugh, you know, VR in, 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 in porn, right? <laughs> it's, it's funny. But, but the industry has grown from that. And if you really do your research, that the VR industry and, and pornography and, and adult situations, it doesn't have to be porn, just adult situations, um, um, can be um, something so, you know, in Japan, for example. You go to Japan. And you have AI and VR all over the place. You, you, you can't get a Coca-Cola without having AI in the machine. That's, that's, how, that's how integrated it is already. And, and, and we're talking about making it better and bigger and more integrated into our lives, more deep mind, you know, as Google called it, you know, studies. Um, even even um, Elon Musk has a, a, a division where they are going to tap into your brain. This is already real. Tap into your brain. They're gonna insert a, 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 a AI piece of AI, okay, into your into your mind, and it's going to read your synapses. It's going to read all of the firings and things like that in your brain to make decisions and to and to give information. 
and to uh, predict predict uh, things. That's real today. Elon Musk is some sort of a mad scientist, genius. We already know that. Um, but 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 to find this out is kind of scary, right? If you don't know anything about it, just Google it. <laughs> Google it. It's pretty simple. It'll come right up for you. You know, Elon Musk programs. You know, Elon Musk uh, uh, brain uh, brain technology. It'll come up for you. Okay. Um, this stuff is really scary. It's really scary in a time um, where we, we, we need to be focusing on people. I think we, we're spending too much money uh, on forward technology than we are on problems that exist today. Uh, and I guess it's more of my story here is that we are trying to go so forward so fast when we're still shooting machine guns. We're still sending troops to, to die. Uh, we're not there yet. Uh, because I, I, if we were so advanced, we would send our politicians who sit um, highly paid um, in, in you know, 345 seats and, and uh, 200 seats you know, in, in the Senate. Um, we'll, we'll have those guys get on airplanes and go duke it out verbally to resolve our problems. You see, have you heard of that before? Have you heard of the House and the Senate actually doing their jobs? Because back in the day... When, when, when you had uh, uh, the, the Senate and you had, you know, in Rome and the Colosseum and all these things, they, they did something called conversation. And they did it for as long as the hell they wanted to. And people died during those conversations. And, and, and deeds were done behind the scenes. And, you know, you know, you know back, back, back door deals were made. Things like that. that. That's how it should be today. We shouldn't have to send troops until the ultimate last minute necessary. Right? We, we should send every single Senate congressman, congresswoman, right over to wherever the heck the problem is. They can talk it out for as many days as it takes um, until we come to some sort of agreement. And then when agreement can't be reached, then damn it, let's all fly back home and figure out who's going to fight where. But until then, that's what we should do. Yeah, it, sounds, it sounds archaic, but, 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 but you know, the, the ambassadors that we have today, the ambassadors that are, that are, that are going over there, you know, we've got... Um, ambassador for every country from the, from the United States and, 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 and similar to other countries. Other countries have a similar program. You know, they have an ambassador um, you know, to, to Jamaica. You know, we don't need an ambassador for Jamaica. They're just on vacation. Okay, let's have an ambassador or two or three or ten or twenty or a hundred ambassadors to Russia go over and have a conversation with Putin's people and see what we can work out. That, that's, what, that's what we need. That's what, that's what we need to have. Because right now we're staging for World War III. We're staging for uh, Russia having the most proliferated uh, warheads out there. The United States is number two. We're not number one. We deactivated shit, more nukes and more bombs than we like to say we deactivated. Because we, we still have the global power. We can start and end a war in 24 hours. That's a fact. In 24 hours we can invade a country kill everybody we need to kill, kidnap everybody we need to kidnap, take care of all the business at the start of 24 hours. That's a fact. That's why everyone's so afraid of the United States. That is the only reason why we have a grip on the world. Period. It's the only reason. There is no other country that can get anything of it. Uh, back when, 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 uh, when, when, when Pearl Harbor happened, do you, know, do you know why Pearl Harbor happened? Do you? Do you, do you know why Pearl Harbor I hope you do. Because we were sleeping. We don't sleep anymore. 
period. 29 hours of the day, we're awake of 24. That means we have four hours of predictive information, spies, incoming information. We're reacting to information as it's live. We're sending out fighter jets. We're sending out this. How did we find those balloons flying away up there? Okay, I'm telling you, I'm just saying, I don't know nothing, but I might know something. Okay, I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you. So, be aware, guys, that's all I'm saying. Be aware, watch the news, take care of yourselves, take care of your, your neighbors, take care of your, 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 your people, um, and make sure you're, you're, you're educating yourself. Um, you're not just a blind citizen out here uh, wondering what's going on um, as the news pushes it to your face. Um, there's always a deeper story. There's always a false story, there's always a true story, there's always a story that blurs the lines. Okay? So just be careful what you're reading and what you what you talk what, what people are talking about. Don't just accept everything at face value. Um, and be 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 cognizant and be a responsible citizen of, of our country. Uh, that's more of a story here. Uh, coming up next, uh, we'll have a story about a restaurant that I visited. Um, a disaster, a complete disaster. Uh, I want to talk about it and tell you about it uh, from a local guy perspective. Um, you can check that out, that review out online. It's already up and running. Um, here in a second. Thanks a lot. All right, all right, all right. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, the, the local guide portion of the show, the, the Googlers and Googlers and users uh, like uh, and seem to enjoy. Um, I want to tell, tell, you, tell you guys about a diner I went to. Uh, I was on some business travel, um, tourism uh, travel, as, as a matter of fact. I, I'm, I'm a travel, travel, travel agent um, uh, also. And so I was, I, was, I was on a business trip up in this area. Um, and I was, I was searching for, a, you know, like I said, a small little place or something local to eat at. Um, and this popped up on my radar, right? It popped up on my radar, popped up on, on my mind um, to go and check out. Um, because I'm familiar with the area, um, and so I said, "Yeah, let me let me go over there and, and, and you know pay some pay some homage to to, to me being uh, that's back when I was a, a general manager, a restaurateur, owner um, up in that area." Um, and so I said, let, "Let's check let's check it out. Give them a, give them a, give them an opportunity to prove uh, themselves and see what's up, right? Because if you're a restaurant, you, you got to have something good. Something's got to be going right for you if you're open for business, and, and, that, and that's what I want to check out." Um, and so, um, I went to a place called Donnie's Diner, Donnie's Diner up in, uh, Gurney, Illinois, Gurney, Illinois. Uh, last time I was way up in Michigan and now I'm, <laughs> I'm now I'm a little bit further south, uh, Gurney, Illinois. Um, and, and this, this particular restaurant, I'll tell you what, when I walked in, when I walked into the restaurant, well, we'll start outside. So first of all, this particular restaurant is attached to a gas station, an oasis. Now, given the area that I was in, I, I didn't give it a second thought. Only because it's, it's a highway well-traveled, right? And so you have to give it a little bit of a, a um, you know, you can put a pancake house right there, and it'll be, it'll be just fine. You can put a steakhouse right there, and it'll be just fine. Um, because it's heavy with truckers. It's heavy with, with transport. It's heavy with uh, uh, heavy travelers uh, from north to south. So these types of things I would expect. You need, you need gas, and, and you need to put something there for people to eat. Um, and so I get it. I get, I get how you can attach restaurant to uh, fuel. Uh, that's not my problem. That's not my problem at all. In fact, um, I had a restaurant uh, very similar uh, attached uh, and adjacent to um, a fuel. And so uh, I have, they have my, my heart. Right, for trying it. Um, now, I, 
I pull up, and the first thing I see um, is, is it, the place is desolate. There's nothing going on. There's no cars. There's no 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 one getting gas. It was just empty. It was just it was just sort of it was their downtime. Uh, I didn't look at the uh, Google uh, busy hour um, chart to see if it was their busy time or not. I should have. Um, I did not. Um, so I don't know if it was their their downtime uh, before their rush or not. Uh, but I do know that, it's, that that Google has a pretty accurate measure on that, and I trust it. Um, uh, trusted to, to, to the T. Um, now, um, I, I, so that was a concern of mine. I said, oh man, there's no traffic. <laughs> there, there, there's no cars already there. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a highway well traveled. You know, what's going on? So um, I went in nonetheless. You know, outside was, was clean. It was, it, was, it, was, it was nice. It was quaint. Um, they had a little, little offshoot patio area off to the side that you can see on the side of the building, um, unused, uh, likely. Um, and they also had gambling machines. They have gambling machines. I'm talking the place was to the hilt with gambling machines. Now, if you remember my little jest, my little joke, my little teaser about a casino grilled cheese, this is where I got it from. This is the place where I found my very first casino grilled cheese um, that, that, that I want to talk about. Now, I was starving. I'll tell you what, I was starving. I had this meeting, I had my meeting. I was starving. I was extremely hungry. I thought, you know, I'll get me, get myself a sandwich. And I am a lover of grilled cheese sandwiches. That was what my industry was in. My my, my restaurant was a grilled cheese restaurant. And I'm talking gourmet, you know, Texas toast, thick as a brick, you know, you know, hard as a rock, slammed to the wall, the best grilled cheese sandwich you ever had in the world, on the planet, Jack. And stuff for whatever you want, type of thing, you know. You know, pre-built or, or or designed by yourself, you know, and so I said, well, look at this. They have grilled cheese on the menu, <laughs> which which was a mistake. I should have had the steak. I should have had the steak. I should have had the steak. I didn't have the steak. Um, I ordered the grilled cheese because I wanted to to be nostalgic. Um, I wanted to be uh, 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 take myself back, you know, to yesteryear. And God, that was such a mistake. That was such a mistake. It was a bad move. Um, I should have had the steak. Um, or, or rather, I should have had what they have is a broasted chicken. Now, the broasted chicken takes uh, you know, seven to ten minutes to cook um, as you order. It's cooked to order. Okay? So broasted chicken uh, is delicious. I've had broasted chicken um, at, at, an, at another place. I think it was at, way down in Aurora, Illinois, uh, probably about two hours south of that yet, or three hours, two and a half, something like that. Um, at, a, at, a, at a place, um, I think it was called Mr. Roasters or something like that. Um, and so I know I'm familiar with roasted chicken. Okay, I did not have it. I didn't have the time to wait. Um, I was so hungry. I needed something now. And so I said, "Well, give me a grilled cheese sandwich." And so I'm looking at the menu. The menu was 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 not that big, but it, it was quite large for um, a diner that small. Um, you know, when you have too many items on your menu, you know you're not Denny's. Okay. Denny's has a million things on their on the menu, right? Because they can make a million things with the same ingredients that they already have. They don't have to. There is no extra ingredients. It's all the same crap. It's just cooked differently, or folded slightly, or beaten differently, or put on a grill versus put in the oven. It, that, that's how they make it, right? Uh, if you're a small outfit, you're gonna have all this extra crap on hand because it's not something that you do regularly, right? And, and that's how you, it's eating to your profit margins. 
right? Even to your your your, your sales, um, you know, and you also confuse the customer because uh, you know you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner uh, plus uh, dinner and fifth dinner and all these other things, with all these you know bells and whistles that you don't need, um, and that's why some places fail, uh, you know. And so and so I go into the place, I go into the place, I order the grilled cheese, I order a Heineken. Um, as a matter of fact, if I recall, because I need something to something to, to, to wash it down with, um, at a, at this beautiful bar that they had, beautiful bar. Um, I wonder where it came from. Um, I know where it came from. <laughs> the the bar was my bar. I built this place. I built this place, and 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 it's funny uh, because they use everything that I designed to go in there. Um, it was sold off, you know, in, in you know, auction style. Um, and, 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 and they used all the equipment and all the things. They took everything um, that I had, and, you know, so we didn't, we didn't lose too, too, too much on it, but we still lost, you know, a, a, a big amount um, in that place. But, but they used everything, and it was actually uh, exciting to see because I felt at home. I said, oh, I ordered that <laughs> the particular item that you're using. I ordered those glasses. I ordered all this stuff through my friends and in the industry and things like that. Um, so it was kind of cool to sit at your own bar. Um, almost like a norm, um, if you will. Um, I was norm for the day. Um, and so, God, it, it, you know, grilled cheese took maybe five minutes to come out. They came out. I also ordered uh, 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 tater tots, and I ordered uh, uh, cheese curds. I ordered the cheese curds, and I tasted that first because the grilled cheese looked so suspect. I couldn't even bring myself to grab it. Um, in fact, I staged it first. Um, for a photo before I even was going to eat it because I knew uh, something was amiss. Um, so I tried the, the, the cheese curd and the cheese curds up, nor- up north, up near Wisconsin, um, absolutely positively have to be, they have to be authentic. They have to have sodium content. They have to have a good crust. They have to have good mozzarella use. They have to be fried correctly in the deep fryer. And then when they come out, that's all they need to be is, is a, a, a big vat of cheese curds. Now, these curds came out with a, wrapped in paper. Um, I had to take the paper out. Just, it was like unwrapping a gift. I take the paper out, and I'm unwrapping these cheese curds. I'm excited. And I pop one in my mouth. And it tasted like the back end of a refrigerator that sat outside while leaking. That's what the grilled cheese tastes like. That's what the, the cheese curd tastes like. I said, wait a minute. This, this is like an old, stale bumper. What the hell am I eating? What am I eating here? I said, I know this, this, this is some joke. This is a joke. The first one was a joke, so I tried the second one. It was the exact same. It was terrible. It was terrible. There, I already know you can order better, better cheese curds. There's, there's plenty of options. Um, there's cheaper options, and then there's more expensive options. And they chose to go the cheap way. Um, and that's why I didn't have any, any content, no sodium, no flavor, no anything. And that's, that's a disaster. If you're going to sell cheese curds up north, um, uh, going in this direction, going up towards Wisconsin, um, you're going to have to have correct cheese curds, otherwise you won't make it. Um, I make my way to the grilled cheese sandwich, and it's got three different cheeses on it, which is fantastic. You know, it had like a Gruyere or something, or uh, a provolone, and it had a, an American slice. Of it. it wasn't even melted. That's how I knew what the cheeses were. Um, the cheese was not melting. I put a photo up um, to show you that. Um, uh, that photo is exactly how I left um, in a to-go box. So I didn't touch any of the food. Um, in fact, I didn't eat any of it. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, it, it looked that it looked that wrong. 
um, and the, the grilled cheese was soggy, it was, the sandwich was soggy, um, and unfortunately for them, uh, and I told her before, you know, we had a great conversation prior to me ordering, I said, hey, how's it going? I said, oh my God, I haven't been here in ages, you know, uh, I used to, used, to, used to run this place, you know, with a different establishment, I didn't tell her it was a grilled cheese place, she, she already should have known that, um, but I said, I used to run this place, but I said, it's so cool to be here, I said, I'm excited, I'm excited to try your food. And so, and then I told her, um, I, I, I said, hey, I, said, I also do reviews online and stuff like that, so I'll give you a review as well, if you don't mind, um, on the place. I said, I said, how about that? Does that sound cool? And she says, great. I said, wonderful. And so I order off the menu, and, and in fact, she, we had such a great conversation, she, she copped the sandwich. The sandwich was, was free. Um, I don't ask for anything for free. No, no, no local guides ask for anything for free. Um, we just go there, we spend our money, we give her a good review or a bad review or a review that's, that's educational, um, I should say, and, and we leave, right? We don't, we don't bombard restaurants and say, hey, can I have a free sample because I'm a, I'm a local guide? That's not what we do. That's not what the program is. And if you, if you are doing that, you need to stop. If you are doing that, you need to stop because you, you're degrading the, the value of what a local guide does. If you're, if you're asking for things for free or trying, can I, can I try this for free? Just, just, just pay for it. Just pay for it because you're helping the restaurant. Your job is to be helpful. You're helping the restaurant by buying the items. You're helping the restaurant stay in business. That's what a local guide is. Okay? That's what we do. We, we, we go there in, 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 in mass and we visit and we review. And, you, you, and we're, it, it can make or break your restaurant. Honestly. And that's why we, we all go to the same places by, on recommendation. And uh, let's see how it fared when you went there. Well, let's see how it was when you went there. And we can schedule whole groups of local guys to go to a restaurant on any given day. And, and have everyone do a review and see what happens. That's, 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 that's the power that local guides have. And you guys need to remember that. That when you go into a restaurant, your, your review is more trumped than any other review. Than a regular guy's review, a user's review. Not to take away from the user's power, but you're participating in the program across the world where regular users are just doing reviews based on in the moment. Okay? That's the difference. That's the difference. Now, after I asked her for a to-go box, uh, because the grilled cheese sandwich was so soggy and had tomatoes built into the sandwich uh, when it was grilled, and I couldn't eat it, and the tater tots were unsalted, um, and I couldn't eat those either, um, I asked her to uh, throw away to-go box. And I said it really quickly uh, to see if she would catch it. Uh, because she didn't ask, um, and this was the manager, why did I not eat my food? There was never a question of why did I not consume a single thing that she served me. And I looked at her at first, and I said, can I have a throwaway to-go box? And she said nothing. I actually put the box in a bag, and I left the bag in the box on the counter and walked next door on purpose. I said, I'll be right back. I went next door for about five, ten minutes. I came back. She still hadn't asked me, was there anything wrong? And that's where they lost me. That's where they lost me. Um, It's very important that if you're a manager or anybody is sitting at a bar and someone doesn't touch their food, you have to ask, was there anything wrong? Don't ask, can I get you a to-go box? Don't ask, can I uh, wrap that up for you? You automatically have to ask, was there something wrong with your food? And that's when you'll get all the information you need 
proceed to give them something different, wrap them up something different to go, or give them their money back. That's, that's, those are the three situations. I should have gotten my money back. I didn't pay for the sandwich, so I didn't care. I didn't ask for my money back. I didn't ask for the cheese curds money back or the tater tots money back. I didn't ask for it. But I should have. That's how bad it was. Now, I don't normally knock a restaurant for terrible, terrible, terrible food. What this conversation is about is about the management. The style of, of, of managing the place when it comes down to uh, a, a, a restaurant um, uh, 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 serving bad food and then not asking what the problem is. They don't even know what the problem is. They're probably not going to survive. You can't survive off the roasted chicken only on your menu. You won't make it. You're not Popeye's chicken. You're not going to make it. Okay? Popeye serves chicken. That's it. Chicken. You got it six different ways, but all it is is chicken. You don't have that luxury. Make sure you're paying respect to the individuals walking into your bar or your restaurant. And you're talking with them, especially when the food hasn't been consumed that you just served them. And that's all i got to say about that. Donnie Sire, you got a one star for me. You'll always have a one star for me. I won't go back. I'll never be back, um, unfortunately for you. Um, um, and, and this review is as true and as long as the day. Um, if you want to check out the review, go ahead. It's uh, Donnie's Diner, uh, located in Gurney, Illinois, uh, just off the highway, um, headed north. Um, I gave it, uh, 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 I wanted to give it a 1.5. I really did because she was nice. Uh, but unfortunately, based on their past reviews, um, you can see they had some troubles. They've had some troubles with employees. They had some troubles with, with guests. Um, and, and it shows. So that's why they got a one star for me. I don't like giving out one stars because my job is to give out five stars. Five stars. But they got a one star uh, because it was just just uniquely terrible. Um, and that is uh, what it is. And that's the way the grilled cheese was served. All right, all right, all right. I just wanted to round off the uh, podcast. Uh, I want to mention a, a piece of place, a piece of place that, that's near and dear to my heart, uh, La Coco's Pizza and Sports Club. La Coco's Pizza and Sports Club, that's located in Chicago, Illinois. I'm at 3350 West 47th. Uh, 3350 West 47th Street, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, that's La Coco's Pizza and Sports Club. Uh, give them a checkout. Um, I tell you, I, let's tell them I sent you. Probably some of the best pizza you've ever had, uh, some of the best wings you've ever had. Uh, Italian ice uh, made, uh, homemade, uh, right there for you. And they serve by the slice. So check out uh, the Coco's Pizza and Sports Club located in Chicago, Illinois, uh, if you can. Um, if you're out and about, tell them I sent you. Give them a review while you're there. Uh, we'll talk to you soon here with Tours, Google Maps, and Apps. Uh, we'll review you later.